Hello friends, this is the Daily Edify with Jeff Lane, a place to get spiritually grounded and into alignment with the flow of love each weekday morning. In each episode, we'll focus on a spiritual practice, a poem, a book, a sacred text, something that can empower us to be more fully alive to the gift that is the day before us. Thank you for listening. Today's episode is about the spiritual practice of blessing, especially the way we bless ourselves, one another, and the world with our words. So thinking especially about the practice of blessing with our with our words. Um, I preached about this a few weeks ago at the church I serve, First Pres, here in Wilmette on Chicago's North Shore, and it was really resonant for people and, and certainly was for me. The best sermons I preach are ones I, I preach to myself first and, and throughout the week and in the days that follow. Um, and I'd, I'd actually never preached on this this famous part of Numbers chapter 6, uh, probably the most well-known blessing in all of the Bible, um, recited by Moses' brother Aaron. So it's often called Aaron's blessing, but it's it's in number 6, verses 24 to 26, and it's, it's just three poetic lines, 33 words in English, and it really captures the heart of the matter. It, it, it goes like this. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. These words are both simple and profound, and perhaps we know them best uh, if we grew up in the church or synagogue. Um, perhaps we know them best when they're set to music. Uh, I know the, the choirs I've been privileged to hear over the years, including the one at, at First Pres Wilmette, has sung different versions of this blessing. Many times, I especially love the setting by, I think it's Philip Larkin. Um, but the, the song or spoken words of this blessing uh, don't confer the blessing itself, right? We have to be careful about this, but, but rather the words help reveal the blessing that's already there, right? You don't need a, a fancy education, a, a, a scholarly vocabulary, a, a clergy collar, a particular residency status, gender identification, age, zip code, to say them, right, to convey them. You just need a beating heart, a a loving gaze, a voice to convey, again, the blessing that's already there in each one of us and in every part of God's good creation. Uh, But that often needs to be noticed and to be lifted up. Um, uh, So much of the spiritual life is helping us to see, uh, to, to see God at work uh, in our midst and in other people, and to see God's image in other people, perhaps especially the people we might not be inclined to bless. Um, the blessing from number six is it's something I often end worship services with when I give what's called a benediction, uh, which is the fancy Latin loan word we have in English for for blessing. Um, but it's often a blessing we recite at the end of a service, at the uh, end of a funeral, a wedding, a baptism. Um, it's also something Ariane and I sing to our kids at night before they go to bed, most nights anyway. Uh, sometimes, of course, we're crabby or half asleep. Um, but having this simple ritual of, of singing these ancient words of blessing. And of course, we're not just singing them to Eden, Simon, and Noah, uh, but they're carrying... Ariane and me too, and connecting us to this ancient, um, multi-layered, evolving 
tradition, uh, reminding us who and whose we are, no matter what's happening in our own lives or in the life of the world. These words are words we need to hear and say or sing to one another and to ourselves. I've also been privileged to, to say or hear these words at interfaith services, especially with Jewish colleagues. They'll recite a line in Hebrew, followed by me or someone else reciting it in English, first line, second line, third line. And it becomes a tapestry of truth and wisdom and, and kinship as, as we say it and hear it together. Uh, we're reminded that we are one diverse human family, all children of God, with the same heavenly parent, bearing the same image of God. Um, a rabbi friend of mine reminded me, you know, with the war between Israel and Hamas, which is just so horrifying, and we're sending our prayers and our donations to do what we can to mitigate the suffering of, of all God's children there. Um, but a, a rabbi friend was, was reminded of a story in the Talmud, this rabbinic uh, set of writings that emerges a few centuries after the New Testament is written, but there's, there's a story in there that also is in the Quran. Um, and this rabbi friend wonders if uh, the, the Talmud borrows it from the Quran, you know, because it comes later in the 6th, 7th century. Um, but anyway, uh, there's this story where um, someone asks the rabbi in the Talmud, um, why does scripture begin with Adam and not Abraham? And the rabbi thinks about it for a second and says, um, so that no one could say, uh, your father's better than my father. Um, and isn't that resonant for our experience today, reminding ourselves we are, we are one diverse human family. It's not us versus them, it's, it's us. Um, and we belong to one another as we together belong to God. But getting back to the spiritual practice of blessing, I, I'm struck with something that the late John O'Donohue said, Irish priest and poet, um, he wrote this, drawing a circle of light around a person to protect, heal, and strengthen them. That's his definition of blessing. Drawing a circle of light around a person to protect, heal, and strengthen them. Isn't that beautiful? Uh, a blessing like this can come in various forms and include different words, but it always does at least this, drawing a, a circle of light around someone Again, not adding to someone or something what's not already there, but rather um, lifting the veil or, or revealing um, the goodness, the wholeness that is already there as a source of light to protect, to heal, to strengthen. Uh, and don't we often do this? We can do this or we cannot do this, right, with our words um, to, to the people closest to us, the people in our, our family or our chosen family or our friends or our co-workers, our words can both heal and harm, right? Um, how can they have words of both grace and truth? Um, so yes, friends, I wonder how this spiritual practice of blessing lands for you and what it might look like for you to be intentional in practicing the blessing of other people. First, of course, we have to begin with ourselves. Um, how do we receive that blessing that comes to each one of us and is uh, inherent, innate in each one of us? 
before we do anything, our worthiness is not something we earn. It's just there, regardless, regardless, regardless. Um, and so receiving that blessing ourselves and then viewing it not as a zero-sum game, uh, but just merely as living out the blessing we've experienced is to share words of blessing with others. That doesn't necessarily mean, you know, shouting on the street corner uh, can look different for each one of us and could look different in different seasons, right? Different capacities we might have, our best changes on each given day, right? We can do our best, but our best is different today than it might be, you know, three months ago. Um, So we do our best also with the spiritual practice of blessing. Um, Maybe a couple people in your life come to mind. Maybe they're people you're close to. Maybe they're people that are more acquaintances um, whom you might offer words of blessing to. Maybe it's in a text, maybe it's a short note, maybe it's an in-person audible thing you say, Um, and maybe it's wordless. You know, a blessing can come in many forms, right? But I guess I'm particularly thinking of of words, how our words can can be a blessing um, to others and to practice this more intentionally. I, I, I guess I'm thinking as I close here of some words that a favorite college professor of mine used to always say when he would pray for me or someone else, I had the chance to get to know him pretty well, and he was a mentor of sorts, so he, he prayed for me on occasion, and when he did so, he would almost always say at the beginning of his prayer, you know, gracious God, please bless and strengthen Jeff in every way. And I've sort of adopted that in prayers I offer for others today. Uh, I think it's just a beautiful way of naming bless and strengthen. Uh, Those two things capture so much of it, don't they, Uh, in terms of what we need to be vibrant in our spiritual life, to be connected to the God who loves us and longs to see us flourish. Um, So friends, the spiritual practice of blessing, uh, give some thought uh, today, tomorrow, whom you might bless in your own life, uh, receiving it first yourself and offering it to others as you are able. Deep, deep peace to you, friends. If today's podcast has blessed you, provided a tinge of clarity or some nourishment for your spiritual journey, please share it with a friend so that we can create a more inclusive community. Or do you have any feedback for me, any show ideas, something that was particularly helpful or something that could have been better? Please send me an email at thedailyedify at gmail.com. That's in the show notes as well. I'd love to hear from you. Also, please consider rating and reviewing The Daily Edify wherever you get your podcasts. Friends, you are loved and never alone.